Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call Your Hits, a Stormriders Airsoft podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Today is episode 69. Nice. Okay, so with that meme out of the way, we thought this would be a great episode to dedicate to talking about nice things. If you were to just base your expectations for Airsoft on what you see online, you'd see a lot of cheating, people being rude, drama, players and teams talk, taking themselves like way too seriously, all that kind of stuff. And while that does happen, most of the time, I would even venture to say the majority of the time, Airsoft is a super fun hobby with lots of really cool people from all walks of life happily enjoying their leisure time playing Toy Soldier. And over the years, we've witnessed and we've been a part of some really nice things, um, either on the Airsoft field or, as I sometimes say, Airsoft adjacent. So today, we thought we'd share some of those experiences in the hopes that you'll give some thought to some of the nice things you've experienced too. And I'd highly recommend you share them with us either in the comments or on the Discord. Absolutely. That way we can, uh, you know, all sort of revel in the actual feel-good aspects of this hobby. Because, I mean, you know, we're uh, we're as bad as anyone else about watching, you know, clickbait YouTube videos about our software, or at least I am, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, especially if they have a uh, PX4 in the, in the thumbnail. It works every yeah. time. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Really, you know, if you if you watch a lot of YouTube videos, you'll get the impression that Airsoft is just, you know, all cheating all the time. Um, yeah. And it really is, I think, the polar opposite of that. I think that the vast majority of Airsoft players are honorable players and just chill people to hang out with. Um, Absolutely. You know, that has been almost universally my experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you think about, like, all the nice things that happen on the airsoft field i think that happens at least for us almost every single game you'll see players helping players you see that all over i mean we talked to jordan uh you know several weeks ago about his experiences in, and also many months ago talking about how he got started into airsoft and a lot of that really you know positive experience for him was him starting out and players sort of taking him under his wing or giving him a hand and stuff like that which he is now turning around and paying forward to other people on the field and, and it's not nice to say to see. that jordan's not a great yeah, for sure. And not to say that Jordan's is like not a nice guy. Uh, he's or not like an exception because, you know, he's a great guy. But you see a lot of that on the Airsoft field and it's awesome. Right. I know, Pat, like people ask you taking questions and advice for, you know, how to fix their broken gun on the field. I I'm going to say every single time you play. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, or it, it comes up because people are talking about like, oh, they want to upgrade something. Um, mm hmm. And yeah, I mean, people here are relatively aware that this is something I know how to do, you know, and it, it's fantastic. It sparks a lot of great conversations. Um, you know, I, as you've definitely figured out, if you're anyway, a long time listener, I like to nerd out about uh, working on building your soft guns, playing around with them. Um, you know, talking to the guys on the discord about various crazy things we want to build this summer has been a great laugh. <laughs> um, and honestly, talking to the local guys about it at the Airsoft field is, you know, one of the oldest parts of the, as Phil would say, Airsoft adjacent stuff that I've done in this hobby that I enjoy, um, you know, because 
I like talking to people about how they can upgrade their setups, but I also love talking to people about the insane things they've done with their guns. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, Pat, you want to hear about my short-barreled, you know, double-sector-geared <laughs> M4? And I'm like, I want to hear about it as long as it hasn't exploded yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, you build these relationships with people who, you know, we've talked about this before, but in other contexts of your life, you basically would have nothing in common with these individuals, right? Either because they work in a completely different field than you do, there they could be, you know, there's a huge age gap. Like I think about like me and like Johnny's dad, for example, like we would never have bumped elbows, not really, because uh, we're in completely different fields. Like he's a pilot and I work in an office. He's old enough to be my dad pretty much, but he's, he's not. Where else am I going to have interactions like that if not in such a niche sport? And it's a really good opportunity to exchange and you know expand your perspective and all that is 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 fine but you also as a consequence of that really have this camaraderie that comes on the airsoft field that is i I would say it's not unique to airsoft but it's certainly unique to niche hobbies like airsoft and you know speaking for myself um i you know i have a lot of combat sports that i am involved in but i've never really been a team sports guy and the the camaraderie of the team aspect has been a huge huge thing for me um you know but also our team includes a ton of people from different backgrounds because we all met through airsoft and essentially uh formed up on the basis of you know whether or not we thought you were a chill person we wanted to have a beer with and that has worked out to being an excellent excellent group of people but also an intensely diverse one <laughs> you know absolutely um which is fantastic for uh i think broadening our worldview um you know and also for uh teaching you know me how to lift weights and uh you know i don't know i hope someone has enjoyed the fact that i've definitely philosophized about way too many things over way too many pints of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> you haven't and all picked me out all- yet so you must have enjoyed some of it <laughs> there's also this like this nice thing that happens with helping players on the field as well whether they're on your airsoft team big t team let's say capital t team versus just on your team for a game and i i was looking at some footage recently because it's been a while since i played airsoft and i was just sort of missing it so i decided to scrub through some old footage but uh there's this there's this moment that happens where i'm sort of behind the brim of but you know like just about to basically crest this little hill and i know that there's any players on the other side and i look to my left and there's a friendly player and he's behind cover and he's like looking in his in his mag and he's a renter or something like that uh and like he's looking at the mag and he's very clearly like with his body language being like oh yeah i'm out of ammo or whatever so i shout to him i'm like hey what are you doing he's like oh i'm out of ammo and i'm like what kind of gun do you use and he's like what i'm like what kind of gun do you use and he just puts it up and it's an m4 rental and i just take a mag out of my vest and i just throw it at him i'm like here use this and he Yeet. and he puts it in right well yes and I'm, I'm famous for like either yeeting mags or having them what yote on me <laughs> yeeted at me but anyways i like, like yote better I, but <laughs> i throw this mag at him and i'm like here put that in your gun and like it's like it's probably like point threes, and it's a stock rental gun and the hop-up's not set but i'm in that moment i'm not thinking about that it's like he needs ammo i got ammo here you go right and i mean he gets to keep playing and keep going pew pew out of that so i doubt he's complaining right like that's that's a win for everybody (laughs) yeah and, and like i'm not saying that because it's like oh look how nice phil is but like you see that kind of stuff 
all the time on the field. I am not special. I share my ammo with everybody. And I'm sure that if the role had been reversed and I was like, hey, do you have any ammo? He would have been like, yeah, here you go. Here's the mag. If, Of course, assuming he had one. That's happened to me before where people are walking off the field because they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm dead or whatever. And they leave their gun behind for me so that I can use their gun because it's better than mine or it's it's more applicable for that scenario. You see that all, all the time. All the time. I've definitely, you know, walked off the field and while I was walking off, handed my AR to not even necessarily teammates, just like people who I know who play, who I'm like, you know, this is definitely a better tool for what you're currently doing. Here you go. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that extends to in-between games too, right? Um, We've all definitely shared ammo with, you know, people who were there and needed ammo. And I've definitely had people go, oh yeah, I'll top you up, whatever. Like, you know. Totally. Or Um, batteries. Huge. Like, Bad. on the field or off the field it's like does anybody have a lipo it's like yes you well, here you go I think, I think that's why we all have three like just you yeah. know to uh admittedly to accommodate you know teammates forgetting them and and remember forgetting to charge them or whatever or having them break is definitely the the is definitely the methodology that caused us to initially have more than one per person uh, mm-hmm. but yeah i mean we're super willing to loan them to people and so is everyone else uh, and, you know, there's no uh, recurring issue where they disappear or anything um, other than occasionally into, uh, you know, our, ba- our gun bags. <laughs> you know, we've definitely had it happen um, where Phil's like, oh, hey, Pat, I found three of your batteries in my stuff <laughs> and, yep. and vice versa. Um, but that, too, is a kind of nice. Oh, I was wondering where those were, you know, moment. They're not uh, there's no negative there. It's just sort of like, oh, well, that's where they went. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I feel like that there's a lot of positivity to be had there. Um, I've definitely gotten a lot of, to be honest, joy out of uh, letting renters use my rifle for a game. Um, you know, just because, you know, random kids like, man, you know, like it really feels shitty that everyone else has all these better guns than me. It feels unfair. And the, the look of evil glee on their face when you give them something that works a little better than a rental gun is uh, is well worth playing a game with a rental gun or my spare gun or my sidearm or whatever bizarre thing Johnny or Steph brought today, right? Um, you know, it's like, here, use my M4. I'll use the Garand for a game just for fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and you know, to... to come back to that, I mean, that that's a nice feeling for them, but it's also nice for the community because, like, once they see that they're like oh wow this is way better like maybe you just hooked a lifer like you don't know right um worst case scenario they're like thanks very much and they never come back that's the worst case i mean worst case scenario they break your stuff but like like more like accurate worst case scenario is thanks for thanks for loaning it to me and then that's the end of that but in most cases when they see that performance they're gonna be like okay that's what's possible but this is cool right for sure and like i can comfortably say actually that the only person who's ever broken an airsoft gun belonged to me is me. Um, yeah. You know, and like, despite the fact that I've loaned them out to renters and loaned them to you and loaned them to, you know, teammates and stuff, um, almost every time or every time that I can remember my gun failing and me needing to like actually do something with it, it's been in my hands. Um, yeah. And you know, part of that's like, people are not going to be super hard on other people's gear for the most part. Um, yes. Yeah. Right? Probably like, not going to take a dive into a, a dish or something. <laughs> you know, um, and I mean, that's fine, but it's, uh, it's positive and it, it's community building, right? I mean, we all do the, 
um, you know, trying out people's guns in between games and messing around with other people's gear because, let's face it, you know, the guy who showed up today who has the Chris Vector is, you know, going to get too many people asking them to try shooting it just because it's cool. You know, um, although, in fairness, one of the most common requests, I think, this summer to borrow was people just going, that's the only 249 here. Can I try it for a while? <laughs> it's like, it's not working as well as I'd like it to, but sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. Like, and, and hey, I mean, airsoft gun, go burr. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the things that really stuck out was like when we were thinking about this episode and like, what are some of the nice things? One of the nicest things for me was the opportunity. I guess this comes back to this idea that no matter what, like we have airsoft in common with other players. And so we've had players come to the field who were new Canadians, right? They were either uh, coming to Canada, moving to Canada, here for like uh, study, whatever you want to call it, right? And basically being able to bring them into a community when in many ways they might feel homesick or they might feel like they, they're not part of a community because they're only transitory or they're they're just getting here and stuff like that. Being able to welcome them in to our airsoft community, whether they're people coming from, you know, because uh, we live in a university town uh, coming from China to go to university uh, or people who were refugees coming from, you know, Syria, people who are moving here to for work from the Philippines uh, or even people who are just moving here for whatever reason with their families, right? being able to welcome them and say like, hey, you know, let's play Airsoft, like, let's hang out. Like, you, we're cool people, you're cool people, doesn't really matter. That's been a, a really nice thing for me. And one of the things that stood out to me in particular was one time getting the opportunity to play with a guy who was from France. And his English was not awesome. But he was a new Canadian, he's coming here, he's trying out Airsoft, and we can speak French. That meant a lot to me and it definitely meant a lot to him as well because now suddenly you're not struggling right and for those of you who may not speak a second language uh or maybe you do speak a second language but you never had the opportunity to to see what it's like to be in a place where you have to rely on that second language that you're not super strong at in order to get by it can really feel de debilitating like it can really feel like you're like, it's ex firstly, it's exhausting when you have a second language and you're always constantly having to try and figure out what it is that you need to say in order to be able to get your message across. It's it's exhausting. You know, I've spent time uh, in, uh, in Mexico, for example, and my Spanish is OK, but it's not amazing. Um, it's better than but mine. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's, and it's also better than you. It's also better than your French. I will also throw in that. But absolutely. It's, it, <laughs> it's exhausting after a while you're like my brain is just fried and so being able to come in like enjoy a leisure activity and then not have to worry about also figuring out what you're going to say that i'm sure because i i've been on sort of the the other end of that i'm sure that was really helpful for this individual and i i'm really glad that i got the chance to do that also because it's kind of like your own secret language like you know people are like oh they can hear your comms yeah but if they can't understand what you're saying even if they can hear it like i mean that's that's kind of a, a bit of an edge and it was for me it was super cool because i don't you know i get a chance to play airsoft in french like i watch all these like french foreign legion videos where you can hear them talking and using all these terms and like yes i finally have an application where i can say these things because the other the only people i speak french to are like my family and like they don't care about tir à répétition or whatever right so like yeah that was a that was a really nice experience for me and i know that it was a nice experience for this individual as well and one of the awesome things about that is 
you know, um, even without the the language aspect of it, that is generalizable to playing airsoft, right? If you travel somewhere, um, you can pick up, uh, you know, a random game pretty easily, you know, if you're traveling to like a major center at any rate. Um, and if you move somewhere, this is a ready-made source of people who you share an interest with, right? In addition to sort yeah. of, you know, the activity and the, the getting out and getting some exercise aspects of the game, this provides you an avenue to make social connections and that's fantastic. Um, you know, and the, the nature of um, Airsoft as a global sport means that there's a global community, right? Our Discord yep. is a really fantastic example of that. You know, we have people there from all over and, um, you know, I've had a bunch of awesome chats with people about um, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks about, you know, how to use a rowing machine, <laughs> how not to destroy your back while using a rowing machine. Uh, yeah. Lots of gun teching stuff, people asking me questions about gun teching, but also people tossing me wicked ideas, um, you know, suggesting new and interesting ways for me to spend the money that I shouldn't be spending on this, <laughs> which I love. Um, and there's almost like this, like, um, like it, it's its own language around airsoft that's beyond, you know, just English. I mean, technically it is English, but I think in a lot of videos that I've seen, like people will use the English term for certain things for like hit, for example, right? Like I know what hit is in French, but I see French airsofters say hit, hit, hit all the time, right? So I think that, <laughs> it's that's it's part a three of letter, It's a three letter word for ouch. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I suppose. But I, in any way, I, I guess my point is to say, like, you you had this opportunity to come and join a community where you already know some of the unofficial language, right, in order to be able to communicate with people, right? For sure. And, um, you know, I think in some ways uh, the terminology is sort of cross-language in the sense that, you know, I, I think there's a finite number of things that have a tappet plate. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah that's that's fair yeah you know and if you're uh you know if you're ordering parts for airsoft often you're going to be order them ordering them in english because it's internationally one of the dominant languages of business right uh you know i unfortunately have to order parts from the states pretty regularly uh not unfortunately because i hate buying things from the states but definitely because i hate having to pay for shipping <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know that the extra ten dollars of shipping that uh that adds on is is you know not always desirable, uh, nor is the customs fees. But you know if you're in France, I assume you're also going to have to order from the states or the UK um, with some degree of regularity for parts. Um, you know, or hey, if you happen to read and speak you know uh, Taiwanese or Chinese, then you're in it, right? You have a much easier chance of getting uh, parts. Uh, I remember at one point, uh, very early in my airsoft career, when I was still running the SCAR, um, the latch that locked it, uh, in the stock in place, had snapped off. Uh, and I was communicating with someone on Airsoft Canada, the forum that we were using at the time, and which we're still using for a lot of stuff, um, and about parts for various guns, you know, like going through them to order parts because they spoke the language that needed to be spoken to order parts specifically from G&G. &G. Uh, right. And they were like, oh, yeah, I t mentioned to him that you'd had this problem and they're just going to throw in a stock latch for free. And I was like, wow, I literally could not source that part anywhere. And it's like, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you'd sent him the request in English, he probably would have looked at it and gone, I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. 
fair enough, you know, like, I mean, and in the defense of the, you know, guy checking his email in a warehouse in Taiwan, if you sent me an email in Taiwanese asking me the same question, I would go, Bleh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Throw in Google Translate. I don't know what this means. Yeah, Forget it. Ex- whatever. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. what else can you do? Um, and but I mean, that's fantastic. Right. That's that is an air softer um, back when the community was significantly less global in 2007. Uh, going out of his way to get me a part simply because he knew the gun was broken, like the, that it would be helpful, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and that simply because he'd seen a picture of me. Like, I don't think I even asked him. I think he'd seen a picture of me that we posted to one of the gear discussions and I had tape on the stock and he was like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, like sticking to the language theme, I think one of the nice things that that's happened, and this was a nice thing from a... Um, just a gameplay standpoint. The first op that we ran at um, at Frontline, the, what was it called? It wasn't Vulture Strike, Last Refuge. So we ran this op, Last Refuge at Frontline. This is 2012, I think. Yeah, around there. And what we decided to do was set up the village in the middle of the field as this like NPC town, and we were all gonna be the NPCs and the two teams would have to work with us as sort of like the locals to gain our favor, to do missions and get points and blah, 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 kind of, this kind of stuff. But we decided very early on that the two entrances to the village would be barred off. There would be a checkpoint and players would not be, it would not be allowed into the village by us until such a time that they had quote unquote earned our trust. And uh, that could be done in a variety of different ways. But basically, we would stop them from coming in. And if they fought us, then we'd fight back on this. That's right, boys. Airsoft is an RPG now. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But we decided to throw in this extra layer of confusion by utilizing all the second language skills that we had on the team, namely myself speaking French and uh, Miles, who was an officer in the Canadian Forces at the time. He had very limited uh, second language training uh, in French because Canada. Um, Anyways, let's move on. But because he was an officer. He, his second language training included yelling at people. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, there's that. So uh, I told them, it's like, listen, if they show up here, you do not speak English. You only speak French. And so uh, some guys at some point tried to sneak around, if you recall, and I started shouting at them in French and they went like full on deer in headlights because they thought I was being serious with them and they completely froze and they're like, oh my God, did we do something wrong? Like, and like we just shouted them out of the village. But then I, it was fantastic. later on, like, I, I swear to God, like if you'd kept shouting, I thought they were going to drop their guns, you know, and it was just like, uh, yeah, well, and like we weren't shooting at them. There were, there was no danger. Phil was just standing in the village part of the field, yelling at guys about 150 feet away, stop, drop your rifle in French. <laughs> yeah, and they were not. But anyways, point is, that that wasn't the nice part. That was me being kind of an ass. Oh, I loved it. Uh, the nice part <laughs> is they later on, that team shows up at the gate, and then they called me over, and uh, Miles is, uh, says to me, he's like, oh yeah, they're not speaking uh, French, but also my French is like not doing so great or whatever. And so they had actually went on their team and been like, guys, which one of you, is any of you in French immersion? Because they're only speaking French and we need a French guy to come up to the gate. And so they came up, they found a player on their team who spoke French to come up and talk to me in French. And as soon as they did that, I was like, this is so cool. Like the fact that they had the presence of mind to game this in this way. 
And then they were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the guy was like, oh, yeah, we just want to come to your village. We want to help you. And I was like, okay, come on right in. Like, it was just this just, just this amazing moment. And that, like, it was yeah. it was uh, seamless with, like, our gameplay intent, which was wicked. And, I mean, as a teacher, like, I was standing there. I was just like, this is making this kid's day. Like, there is no way he is not just giggling inside over getting to use something that he probably is like, oh, why, do, why am I doing this? At least yeah. some of the time. Um, so having a, you know, I hesitate to call Airsoft like a real world application, but having a direct application of it was almost certainly, you know, wicked. And he was having obviously a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was just, it was nice to see people um, looking at a problem in a way that maybe you hadn't really like considered or I guess in our case, it's not that we hadn't considered it. I just didn't expect that that was going to happen. I didn't think people would be like, oh, well, let's see if our team has this natural interpreter on it. Like I never really considered that they would go that way. And the fact that they did was surprising, but in a really nice way, right? I, it definitely did not come up in any of our discussion about yeah. how this was going to go, that one of them would walk up and start speaking French back. Uh, and it's just like wicked. <laughs> yeah, so good. I think shifting gears a little, I think one of the nice things that we've had the opportunity to do over um, the last several years, and I think this is also as a consequence of, you know, being, I'm going to call it marginally successful uh, on social media and building a bit of a presence, but has been the opportunity that we've had um, to use our team to raise money for charity. I think that's one of the nice things that we've been able to do over the past few years. Either uh, several years ago, uh, we raised the money for Movember, which is um, uh, it's a drive in uh, in North America and Canada and the United States where uh, people don't shave in November and they basically grow a mustache and they raise money uh, to support. I think it's pancreatic cancer. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I believe no. so. So, but it's basically, it's raising money for men's cancer, men's mental health. Like it's basically, the, it's a whole thing. But the point is, um, we were able to do that as a team and, you know, raise some money. Um, and that's one of the really nice things. We've been able to raise money and raise, uh, you know, food donations for the local community food sharing association. It's not something that, I mean, if I'm being honest, we do frequently enough, but it's something that we've had the opportunity to do. And to be honest, we're not unique. I've seen lots and lots of, um, uh, charity goodwill, um, efforts through many different communities, uh, airsoft communities, I should say, uh, across Canada and also in the United States, um, whether it's for supporting veterans, supporting like PTSD, it's a big, big thing that we see in Airsoft. Um, and that's awesome, right? You have this opportunity to use your platform and to use your communities to do a bit of good. And I think Airsofters do really good at that, I, right? I agree. In my experience anyway. I agree. Um, you know, and I mean, part of it may come from the fact that, you know, once you've shelled out $600 for an Airsoft gun that you know is a toy, uh, going, yeah, I can donate 30, 50, 20, whatever to uh, to a good cause is easier. Um, or if we're just mm -hmm. all a little uh, a little cracked. Um, but it's uh, it's been really surprising to me that we have been, um, you know, as Phil said, sort of moderately successful uh, in developing this as a platform for people. Uh, I'm regularly astonished, very pleased, but astonished that people are interested in tuning in to listen to us talk about this. Um and I don't mean that in a pessimistic way. Like I, I 
think we'd still be doing it either way because it's super fun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, sure. the fact that there's a community and that, you know, we get to talk to you guys and people go, oh yeah, you know, I liked or disliked this thing you had to say is awesome. Um, but being able to, um, you know, parlay being on an airsoft team into actually helping people is magnificent. Uh, you know, it, it really, I don't think gets better than that. Uh, and you know, in, in, in some ways, perhaps it's a thing we should, uh, we should do more often. Um, I will note for amusement that, uh, for two of our Movember fundraisers, uh, I raised money to keep my beard because people who know me have seen me without one. Uh, and, yeah. uh, they, uh, they were in, uh, today I had to shave due to, uh, COVID stuff at work, um, which is less than ideal. Um, so, uh, Phil is currently being treated to my, uh, Poor razor burnt chops, uh, bereft of my facial hair. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the first time I've seen you without a beard in conservatively twenty years. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's pretty good. I uh, I realized um, earlier this evening that probably I have friends, including perhaps some members of our airsoft team, who've never seen me without one. <laughs> I would say most of them have never seen you without a beard. But to, you know, to come back to the point, I think. There's a really good opportunity for airsofters to use their platform to support causes that they care about. And you do see that a fair amount, right? Definitely. And, you know, I mean, I've participated in it um, even in other places, right? I've seen people raising money for hurricane relief, for, you know... Um, people who are struggling with PTSD for people who are struggling with, you know, mental health issues in general, which is something I'm passionate about. And, yeah. you know, I've tossed money into the hat for people in, you know, the States, in uh, Europe, you know, and not a ton, like I'm, I'm not, you know, a wealthy philanthropist or anything. Um, but I, I often take the approach of, well, if I can afford to buy a Starbucks coffee, oh, then I can afford to help these people and not get a Starbucks coffee, right? Like, I think at the end of the day, you know, we talked about it at the start. There's a, airsofters are just, in my experience, by and large, just really nice people. And whether you're going to the field for the first time or whether you're returning to the field, you're going to be running into people that are there to have a good time. You're there to have a good time. And from the moment that you start engaging with them and having a conversation, you know, you might have, uh, you know, a conversation about, you know, what kind of ammo you use or what kind of gun you use or whatever. But from that point forward, you're just having positive experiences with these people. You know, if you tag them during a game, then it's like, oh, that was a great shot or uh, vice versa. I mean, if they get you, you're like, hey, man, that was awesome. Uh, and then you go back to the safe zone and then it's a little bit of banter. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I would have shot you, but my eyes were closed. So, you know, good <laughs> luck. You know, that's lucky for you. We'll get you next time. And like, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, a team, like just one individual or, you know, multiple, like you have these relationships with these people and you build them so quickly, I find playing Aerosoft and that's a nice place to be in, right? For sure. And they carry forward. Um, you know, I, I've lost count of the number of times I've run into someone off the airsoft field and they've gone, Hey Pat, how's it going? And admittedly I've gone, eh, who are you? Because, uh, yeah. I find that once you take someone out of the camo, I'm easily confused. Um, but that's been really, really positive. Um, it's been interesting for me cause it's happened with, um, you know, kids working at, you know, um, uh, Wendy's <laughs> who also happen to play airsoft. Um, yeah. and, but also like. 
I've run into adults in, you know, teaching and in, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm going to the dentist. And it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, people who uh, I know through this because it, it takes you in people from all walks of life. Um, I, I, and I also add just, you know, there's people who you can play airsoft with like week over week, month over month that you have a great relationship with. And you might not even know what their name is. Totally. Right? Like, not everyone is as gregarious as maybe Pat or, like, Jordan being like, hey, I'm Pat. Who are you? Totally. Uh, I know I certainly am not. There's people who I played Airsoft for, um, you know, months. And if it wasn't for a piece of name tape on their carrier that had some sort of name on there, uh, I would have no idea what their names were. Right? There's uh, There was one, one player at our field, uh, Elizabeth, who her, her nickname, the people... Uh, um, gave to her was Queen. And of course, that's because it's Queen Elizabeth, long may she reign. Um, but the, the point of that is I only knew her by her nickname for a very long time before actually someone told me, oh, well, you know, her name is Elizabeth, right? And that's the, I, I, there's a guy who we used to play with who I, I think I mentioned in the podcast, we gave him the nickname Mind Layer, if you recall that conversation. <laughs> I don't actually remember who that person was. I know his nickname. I know what he looks like. I do not remember his name. And for right? added fun, um, you know, I also get to uh, run into students who play airsoft, right? I get to run into people in my professional life who uh, who I play airsoft with or who have played airsoft with me uh, who are, you know, kids in my class periodically. Uh, and that is hilarious. Uh, it does tend to result in a, uh, a very different relationship in my classroom uh, in the sense that they're perhaps a little more willing to give me shit because they've shot me in the face lately, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, um, you know, it was really, really funny when, uh, our YouTube started up and, um, people started going, Hey, are you on YouTube in like, in, in an airsoft team? <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that ain't me. <laughs> you know, no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, "Yeah, sir, I'm pretty sure that's your beard, like that I'm looking at right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that'd be me." <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's nice to be able to have these kinds of relationships with people. It's nice to be able to have this this hobby that allows us to build friendships really quickly. I connect with uh, people. With people. Yeah, and connect with people who, like we were saying when we said it many times, that we never really would connect with otherwise, whether it's people because they're really far away thanks to the Discord or people who just because of, you know, their place in their life and your place in, in your life, you would never, never really connect with, right? It's a really good opportunity and everyone is playing yourself to have fun. Right? Yeah, you always, you're going to have assholes. It's just like anything. It's, airsoft is not special. It doesn't matter if it's airsoft or whether it's bowling or whether it's, you know, professional downhill skiing. You're always going to have people who are jerks, but they're not the majority, right? You, the majority are just really cool people. And we've had a really good fortune uh, to be able to, uh, to, to be able to meet and play with a lot of these people. And that's really nice. And if people don't take anything else away from, from this episode, it's really to, have some give some thought to like how nice has it been that you've been playing airsoft like you the listener right now who i'm speaking to directly how nice has it been for you to play airsoft yeah it's had its ups and downs but it's been pretty awesome right and i think we need to spend more time thinking about that right 
it's very easy to fall down this rabbit hole of frustration. I've been there. Like, I mean, when my gun wasn't working, you know, just like bang your heads against trying to figure out how this max hop up is going to work in this gun and shaving down metal bits. And like, it's easy to fall down this rabbit hole. Um, But at the end of the day, it's actually kind of nice, right? Definitely. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think the, the piece that I'll end on for me is, you know, it's given us something, um, you know, else in our lengthy friendship to grow close over, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's very true, right? One more thing, one more way that we can s- interact with each other and hang out and make something, Yeah, right? I think th- the last thing that I would say about um, Airsoft for me in particular, and, you know, like uh, this is more Airsoft adjacent, but it has to do with like the community that we've built on Discord for sure, but also being able to crystallize a lot of our knowledge and share it in a way that people actually want to listen to and to partake in right and that's that's nice it's not everyone who has the opportunity to have a platform like we have and it's not a very big one but we're very very grateful that when we make a video people want to watch it and sometimes people make you know funny comments and people don't agree with what we have to say that's that's nice too right that means people are willing to engage right yeah no it it is fantastic. This is, uh, you know, to go with the theme of the episode, a nice hobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we hope you found this discussion on uh, the nice aspects of Airsoft helpful. Uh, I really do hope that you take some time to think about how nice this hobby is for you and how much it contributes to your own life uh, and how much joy it brings into into your life, just like it does for us. Um, but, you know, until you are willing to join the Discord and tell us a little bit about that or leave it in the comments... That's all we have for you this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Take care, everyone, and stay safe.